Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Here they are, two people also in consideration to be the next permanent host of Jeopardy. Lori oh, you imagine? and Julia. Oh, you'd only have to work three days a week, Julia. You'd bang out all the shows Would that in be two, fun? two or three days. Would oh, that yeah. be fun? I don't know. I did tape it because Aaron Rodgers is on mm-hmm. right now, and I don't know why. I just taped it because I kind of wanted to see how he'd do. Yeah. Yeah. So Howard, that... did you guys get woken up by the um, <laughs> Thunder Alley above your house last night? I, yeah, I heard... A bunch, but it was before bedtime, I thought, right? I thought or was so it too. late? Well, it was like 11, 30, yeah. 12 or okay. something like we're, that. We're, but I, I was mean, binging uh, that QAnon show on HBO, oh, actually. Are. I decided to get back into it. And? And I'm almost done. To, uh, the, the final episode is where they maybe reveal who it is. Oh, the internet revealed that last week. I know. I've been oh, trying I, not to pay attention. Oh, they did? So no, no spoiler. No. Right, don't tell. All no. right, but, but it's okay. not far from a guy in his basement. Right. Basically. Okay. But yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Last night. <laughs> I watched that um, basketball game, which in the first three minutes. Oh, my gosh. Was, was, Gonzaga was way behind. Yeah. I was like, come on. And then at half, they're only 10 behind. I'm like, come yeah. on, boys. You can do it. But boy, no, they got beat by Baylor one. Yeah, first that, time ever. That's one way of losing a college championship. Just have your butt handed to you. Yeah. It was like everything had come out in that other game. I know. But Jimmy Kimmel, you know, he's the whole thing. Gonzago is unbelievable because it's not a school that exists. He, do, You know, that's yeah, a running joke. It is a running joke. Where so is it? And in, 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 it's in eastern uh, Washington State, Washington, right? Nobody ever knows no, where I know. it is. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Have you ever seen a picture of the campus? Have you ever seen? You just know the name and, and basketball. Right. And the yeah. most famous alumni is Bing Crosby. That's right, Lori. That's right. So, um, oh my gosh. Uh, I did watch. It was a beautiful night, though. Beautiful. Yeah. It was warm. It felt like you could feel the rain coming. Yeah. It almost felt like a you know, hot We played a little day. pickleball last night. Yeah. Oh, I was like, so, um, you know, Casey, not only did he clean oh, and oh. open the three season porch, he painted it. Oh, Lord. Do you know how exciting? Did he have a shirt? I can't imagine oh, coming yes, he home had a and shirt having chores off, done. And he was wearing his fireman. But high when you boots. got home, that was when you left to work. Yeah, when, when you I got left, home, he was showered and dressed, All right. you know, and had made me dinner. Like I said, everything was on the menu for her last night. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was on the menu. So you had a good night. Yeah, it was And so when you're talking about um, lightning and thunder, it could be... That's right. It could have different different interpretations. There was some bowling going on in the bedroom. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) But we did watch... um, I loved the movie. It was so good. It's on Netflix, Concrete Cowboy with Idris Elba. It it came out on Netflix last Friday. Oh, 
okay. And, and we, we you weren't here. You right. weren't here. We right. were talking about uh, this show, and it was so good. And it is uh, based on a true story. And, you know, Idris Elba in a cowboy hat and jeans. Also, um, Caleb McLaughlin, who's, uh, he's on Stranger Things. Okay. He plays, um, it's a fictional take on a very real black urban cowboy community in North Philadelphia. And it's based on um, a book called Ghetto Cowboy that came out in 2009. And um, so we meet this kid, Cole, played by Caleb McLaughlin Uh from Stranger Things, after his latest fight at his his Detroit high school. And his mom, who's not married anymore to the dad, played by Idris, drives him to North Philly and says to the dad, you take over. I don't know what to do with this kid. Got it. And so it's kind of, um, you know, it's uh, he's in this new surroundings. He's reconnecting with an old friend played by Jarrell Jerome, who was so great in the Central Park Five. He was the I'm kid who was okay. Spent the most time in jail oh, and that whole oh, thing. Yes. And I think he won an Emmy for that. And then, um, and then the grueling but ultimately satisfying work at the, at the stable. And in North Philadelphia, they have this long tradition of uh, the Strawberry Mansion neighborhood, the Fletcher Stable, of this real people owning horses and riding horses right? and. It's just, it's a really great coming of Is it of kind age. of a feel-good movie a little yes, bit? Yes, All right, Concrete Cowboy on Netflix. Concrete, and it's based on a real community, and the real there's real-life Fletcher riders that make an appearance in the thing. It's just, it's just right. a sweet coming-of-age movie. And, you know, Hollywood Westerns long ago popularized, you know, the image of the sharp-shooting, fearless white cowboys of American lore, but... Really, historians estimate that one out of every cowboy was black. One out of every what? Four cowboys four, four was cowboys. black. Okay. Yeah, and you just don't ever really see that. And Concrete Cowboy debuted um, at the Toronto Film Festival last year, and it was supposed to have its big release last April. Right. And they decided just to release it via Netflix. No, it was because of Oh, COVID. I know that. It was but last now, April. Right, it was but so now they out. decided to... Yeah, so it's based on this young adult novel called Ghetto Cowboy, and it's just authentic and real and really... That, that's you, good. It's something good to watch because I think right now, even though, you know, it's beautiful out, there's still... Yeah, there's not a lot... Not a lot going on. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. So anyway, I recommend uh, learning about the real urban cowboys of Fletcher Street in North Philly. And I love it. Concrete Cowboy, and you get, you know, Idris Elba in uh, Cowboy Hat and Jeans. I'm still no working. chaps. Yeah, oh. didn't see any chaps, yeah. but you know it's what? That spring. I, it was I filmed lo- in the winter, Rocco. I love <laughs> when a cowboy takes off, and I love this on Yellowstone. Um, takes gloves. off those big gloves. Yep. I don't the know leather, why. Gets the leather, the leather riding gloves, and then they stick it in their back pocket. The Wranglers. Uh, oh Lord! You know, if people haven't watched Yellowstone, that would be a great thing. Where can you Paramount? I bet Paramount Plus. Yeah. it's on, and um, you know, people. Uh, that was. Last summer's top cable show, it 10 was million people. Unbelievable. I'm still getting through Call My Agent, and I don't mean getting through. I'm enjoying every oh, episode. You don't want that and to you, end. But you really have to focus. you got to focus. you got to read. you got to read. It's all in French. Yeah. How's it's, your conversational French coming it's, along? It's uh, oui, oui. Bonjour, monsieur. <laughs> bon, bon. I don't know. Not very good. Not very good at all. But, but I, it's so fun. It's such a fun show, and it's so clever. 
And it ends after four seasons. I know so it. I'm, it. I'm in the third. I'm like two thirds through the third, and it's I'm like just enjoying creek, it. You know, four seasons or six seasons at had. You know, so we really rolled that out. S Which creek. one was the creek? S oh. Creek. I just now, called the I creek. Still, okay. You know what? I have saved that. <laughs> oh, that's so And good. I might need to go there now. It's just joy, mm-hmm. that yes. show. Did you I'm, finish it, I'm, I'm only in season one, but okay. uh, we're really, it's, you know, everybody needs that 25-minute show that they can just laugh. laugh and knock out. I tried to sell Casey. I mean, I think we'll try it because he loves Ray Romano and everything, but I, he's, what's it about? I said, well, all I know is uh, he's... Uh, Maybe in love with the blow-up doll. And he goes, didn't we already see Ryan Gosling do right. that? Right. Oh, really? Lars and the... And the real girl? And the yeah. real girl, yep. Yeah, that? Yep, that was it. Yeah. I never saw that movie because that just oh, sounded dumb, but everyone liked it. I never saw it, but obviously Casey did, did oh. based on his strong reaction. <laughs> okay. He's not into sex dolls. Yeah. Or, I well, think, he's got his own real-life one at home, Rocco. <laughs> oh, boom! That's a perfect. That was, that was so perfect. You, you, you set put her that, up. That was like in a t-ball. That was so yeah. great. All right, listen. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of, and all we got to say is you got to check out our show page, and we'll call it My Oh Milo. This is a long distance dedication to My Oh Milo Ventimiglia, who was spotted. Uh, it's posted on our show page, coming out of a gym. Take it up higher. Wearing oh. short, short shorts. And looking like the most amazing snack I've ever seen. This he is- he does look like a snack. And, and oh, my. Look Lori, those, short, those, shorts, those are. shorts are short. They almost look like underwear. Julia, it. He's got him rolled up. He's got him rolled up. Lori, take that down. (laughs) He's flexing. He gave the peace sign to the paparazzi. I'm not even mad or anything that the This Is Us publicist tipped off the paparazzi and said, Milo, you know, maybe, you know, beefcake it up a bit. We're going to have a paparazzi shot because This Is Us is back tonight. Yes. And um, the ratings have gone down um, this season. Maybe more people have cut the cord. Maybe people... I got sick of the Kevin and his... Um, well, you did. I did, but then I went back and I got know. sucked right back into it. And um, tonight, uh, we're going to have the flashback of Jack proposing to... Um, Manny Moore? Rebecca. Rebecca. I'm behind, yeah. I have to admit. Rocco, have you ever watched This Is Us? No, no. it doesn't seem like my thing. It seems yeah. no. emotions. But, and- yeah, Emo- Exactly. Feelings. Feelings. Well, I'm surprised it's yours, Lori. Oh, God, I love this I show. Know, she I loves love it. this show. And one of the reasons is, is Milo. Milo. I've loved him since he was on Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he dated. He and Alexis Bladel fell in love on that show. I know. And then he fell in love with Hayden Pantier on Hero. That's right. Heroes. And I was a little bit tiny upset with him. That he's is a blast from, from the past, Lori. Where, where is Hayden Pantier? Well, she was 18 and he was 30. Well, that's ridiculous. So they just, but he is, I Googled, because I'm always thinking of you, Julia. And <laughs> we had our moment with him last year at the SAG Awards. We did. He remains one of Hollywood's most eligible bachelors. You too. I thought he was in a, hard, a long-term relationship. Julia... He's never gotten married. He is 43 years old. Right. He He's the one you worry about if you want to be in a relationship with. Yes, but he's had a, a, some serious, uh-huh. you know, I feel like he might be like he's going to be, he's going to get married. 
And um, is he going to be like a George Clooney? But he never even had. He's a star never even married. had one. But he's had committed long-term monogamous okay. relationships. Not a playboy that we know of because right. there's never anybody kissing and telling about him. And from what we saw of him in the green room, the couple times we've seen him. Super, super nice. He seems super like just uh, accommodating, right? Super respectful. And you know how he's kind of got that little well, we can't mustache. See he's got a mask on. You can't see just it. Enjoy those thighs, and just think of all the, all the ways they look good when he squats. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what his Freckle. heavy metal T-shirt is. I'm yeah, really. What do you think it is? What does it say? Sup, Sup Def. Sup death. Sup death. Maybe it's some band, but he, um, I, I, he, so I Googled to see if he is single and he is single. And then I kind of went down his, you know, memory lane and it has been a lot of co-stars, but, um, he, uh, he, I'll tell you a cute little story about Milo. Please. Is is it, you know, he's got that little thing on his lip. Yep. So he too just like a like, scarish thing. When or he was born, he had damaged facial nerves, and oh. so he kind of had this immobile mouth. And the other person, famously, who has that is Sylvester Stallone, and the two of them were in the movie Rocky Balboa, right? And is so, that the very first one, or the first one was just Rocky? Yeah, no, this is the one after oh, okay, you know, okay, like, okay. like uh, the reboot. older. It was yeah. good. Okay. It was okay. good. And Stallone once said about Milo, who's playing his son in in the in the movie Rocky Balboa. I thought if Rocky and Adrian had a baby, Milo would be the baby. Mm. Yeah, um, he sort of resembles her, and he look- he totally does. It has kind of the physique of him. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So, and he always wanted to be an actor. He grew up in the shadow of Disneyland in Anaheim. He's okay. got two sisters. Um, Let's Milo Ventimiglia, and he's a cancer. He's born July eighth. Oh, Lori, I don't and like, Rocco. He, right after Rocco, you guys, yeah, yeah, yep. true. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, he was on with um, Fallon last night talking about this is us, and he's just so I just like him. The, so you know, much. when I started watching the episodes when they were just all taking care of babies and losing sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm behind on This Is Us this year because it starts, it stops, it starts, it stops kind of thing. Like Blue Big Sky. Yeah. When is that coming back? Exactly. Completely different story. It comes back for a month and it goes away for a month and it comes back for three weeks and it's gone a month. Right. So it's kind of the stop start syndrome of network television right now, I think. But, um, I'm, I, I need to get back into it. Your thing, it still delivers, but there's your photo snack for the day and Lori's showing the photo because for those of you people who haven't watched our youtube channel my talk um hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. 
because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Seven one. Oh, Milo. Okay, Lori is and it's already informed me she's putting that into our new Oh yeah, here. Folder. Of show and tell for YouTube. Show and tell for YouTube. We have because a new folder. Reggae Jean Cage. <laughs> Um, was in it yesterday. Yeah, but he gave an interview to Variety. Okay. And he is trying... Say in your microphone. Ray, Reggae Jean Page gave an interview to Variety. Variety, sorry. Um, <laughs> saying that he's not Catherine Heigelin or David Caruso, that 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 this story was just a one-arc season, right. blah, blah, blah. He's right. trying to, you know... Um, get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. And, and not make people hate him forever. Because but, let's face it, the Bridgerton boys were a snooze fest. All the other ones were. All the other They only guys. feature one. And that's right. the way these, like, you'll find this if you read these types of romantic books. They they get one of the brothers Okay, let's play with. Who'd You Rather right now. Oh, okay. okay. Who'd You Rather? Milo, Milo? or Reggae? Milo or Reggae? Milo, I'm serving him up on a Okay, Rago, yeah. you go first. This is like Sophie's Choice. It's it impossible. Really is. I, I would have one for lunch and one for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> That's what we'll play there. Yeah, so, we'll play there. Anyway. But I but it is in the books, you know, if you read romantic, you know, books by the same author and these are the what is it, Julia Quinn? Julia Quinn. Books. Never um, read one of them. I've read one. Yeah. But they do feature a family member and then they go off on the other ones and that, that one goes away. Right. It really does happen. Yeah. So I, I, I'm more okay with it now when I think about how the books were. I mean, he's trying to say now, Regay, that he only signed up to be the Duke of Hastings because it was a, just a one and done. Right. Kind of a once in a lifetime. But I don't believe that for a second. He couldn't have known how big it was. Well, I suppose. Well, no, big you Shonda, behind it. but you can't. You but, can't. But Shonda Rhimes had so much success behind her with all of her other things that she's done, and Scandal just and was, Netflix gave her a ton of money because that Bridgerton was filmed. And if you yeah. remember that Scandal, Shonda Rhimes wanted to take her family to Disneyland, and ABC owned. Disney owned ABC at the time when she was on contract with them and did so many great shows for them. And there was like a, a snafu and they didn't want to give her the extra they ticket. They dickered about giving a pass, a pass to Disneyland. So she said that was the bottom line and I'm going somewhere else. Dumb. Dumb. Well, I thought, I thought mice were smarter than that. <laughs> well, she couldn't have done those sex scenes on ABC, that's for sure. Well, wait, no, and no. I think the way, and I also think something that I love about Netflix is I do love the bingeability of part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, that was very bingeable. Because I think you get kind of like we're watching, you know, This Is Us is every Tuesday. But yet being able to just go all in and binge on a Bridgerton. I, and I don't know if the ratings are dropping on This Is Us because it's in its fourth season right? and that can happen. Well, and the storylines are so... And we, they're just... Uh, right, the back and forth. I do like... Um, they're what's great. His, they I, tie together at the end, but sometimes you kind of lose interest in the middle of it. Yep. And I think, you know, that happens very often with the fourth season of a show. Yeah. It happened with Sons of Anarchy. Right. It happened kind of with Breaking Bad. Fourth right. season. I don't know. There's like a fourth season slump. And so, if it's only a three-season show, but, it's a second-season slump. But uh, I want to tell that this is us... Uh, you know, PR thank, people. Thank this you. Worked. Thanks for We're the photo. We're tuning back in tonight. All right, All right listen, we got We've an got author a next. Big author. Yeah, Carolyn Kepnes, who wrote you. We'll be right back.
It is book club time, and we are delighted to welcome back best-selling New York Times best-selling author Carolyn Kepnes, who uh, we discovered her when we read her first book, You. Then we read Hidden Bodies and Providence. Probably, then we watched yes. the TV show, and now You, the third book called You Love Me, is out today. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Nice to have you back. Oh, it's so good to be back. I loved talking to you both last time, and I'm so excited we're here. This is the fun part about once you write the book you get to do this you yes. get to do this and um i've done it again i know it you mm-hmm. love me is what it's called and of course we watched you when it was on lifetime, lifetime. and yes. then found yes. this whole new thing on netflix what was that like for you seeing it because like we felt like we were just like crazy for it immediately yes it's amazing because Something about these books. I've had these like just electric, wonderful readers for so long. And then to bring this whole new electricity to it is so exciting, right? It's like the, the more is more, the party gets bigger. I love it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Joe, because I remember reading you and I was on vacation. I remember yeah. where I was. I'd never had a story told to me by right. a psycho man narrating first person and i came back and i told julia yep i said i just read the wildest book Mm -hmm. you know uh this joe goldberg telling this story and then you know to see it come to television and i i can't tell you that pen badgley is so perfect as joe he is so perfect did you have any input in that caroline I'm, you know, I'm going to give the credit on that to Greg and Sarah, the showrunners, because okay. it wasn't my decision. And we watched tapes. And when they when they saw Penn, they were like, this is it. And they felt it. And I agreed with them so much. So it was great to have input. And I was honestly, like, relieved that it wasn't my decision, because what a big decision. Well, but it's the decision I would have made. I mean, look, he's just, you know what it is? I think that he's such, he is a genuinely really sensitive person and he is a reader and all of that comes through. And what he does with that as an actor making that blend, it just works so well. Well, And it's a dream, you know, to see someone bring it to life like that. And that is the beauty of your words and how you write it because Joe is like this sensitive psycho who loves books. And the first book we were in New York and then the second book we were in LA. Now we're on Bainbridge Island Island. that I just went to last fall for the first time. It's so wild. We were there at the same time. Yeah. It was was there in the fall of 2019. Okay. But I mean, was that there then? Yeah. No, no, I literally went in 2020. Oh my God. You did. Oh, wow. Yeah. You went on vacation in 2020. I did. I I, 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 yeah, I did. You I did. Seattle, I was did. that, I mean, did you have Bainbridge in mind when you wrote You Love Me for the third chapter, if you will, of Joe's life? Or how'd you get the idea for the setting to be Bainbridge? It's like I finished Hidden Bodies years ago in 2015, mm-hmm. you know, 15, I guess. And I knew I wanted to wait. I wanted to write Providence. I wanted to do something else. And I absolutely wanted to take him to a place that was kind of a place for families because I loved the idea of him ending that book thinking he's going to get what he wants and then having to go in search of it. And Bainbridge, I I had friends that have moved up there, that live up there. It's one of those places you always hear about and read about, like the Pacific Northwest, so beautiful, so many great books and writers come out of there. 
And then I discovered Cedar Cove on Hallmark. And then I got my hands on some of the books. And I was like, oh, God, this is what Joe is going to sink his teeth into and decide that he wants that kind of life. And I like I think that that's another one of his qualities that makes the the reading, the writing interesting, because he does kind of set out to he sets goals and he goes in pursuit of them. And that's what we're all told to do all the time. Right. Right. And and that is part of the story, you know, it's like, oh, God, I know we've read those books, too, because it is like this whole, like, almost has a fairy tale. Like, how could you not believe in the dream of love there? In the, yes, yes. And that, for me, that is like the bottom line. He is going after love. And we do see the message that love is the thing, love rules, love wins, all of it. And I like bumping that message up against, well, does this person deserve love? And regardless of what you think, he's going to go and try and get it. Tell us again, Carolyn, how did you get, because if people, if you haven't read Read, any of the books, it's you is the first one and Hidden Bodies is the second and then Providence is a standalone and now you come back to You Love Me. But how did you come up with the idea, the character of Joe? For Joe, I honestly, like, I lost my father after a very long cancer situation where he was going very slowly it was terminal it was a lot a lot to take in Mm -hmm. and especially i think that all loss is terrible if someone dies suddenly it's terrible if you're holding their hand which i was it's terrible it's all terrible yeah and my dad had a very vibrant loud funny voice and more than and then when time goes by it's like oh that voice is no longer a part of my daily interaction you know Mm -hmm. and i definitely wanted to create another voice somewhere to kind of bring another voice into my head. Yeah. And then as I started writing, it became so much more. It was like, oh, this is a great way for me to explore my personal anxieties that I have about social media mm-hmm. and my feelings as a kid who grew up when my mom was like, you know, don't talk to strangers. Don't right. tell everyone where you are. Like, close the windows. It's like life has changed so much. And I think every generation goes through that. And I wanted to kind of make this timepiece about what's happening in our world right now mm-hmm. and hope that it would be cathartic for people. Yeah, it's, it really, it can, I mean, this weekend, such a page turnout. I was so yep. happy. It was like sunny here in the twin cities. And so I was able to like <laughs> spend outside whole afternoons, you know, just reading for three hours. And you know what? I realized I kind of had missed Joe's voice. Cause I forgot, you know, he is funny. Oh, good. Yes. Because that's another thing I'm like, in a book, I know I like it doesn't mean that I necessarily want to spend time with this character in yeah. real life. And that's the beauty. Like there's such a difference between liking to read someone's story mm-hmm. and their voice and wanting to be friends with them in, re- in real life. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with uh, who you have reading your audio versions of your books? Oh, my God. Santino Fontana is just spectacular. He, he is the kindest person. Last year, I was so lucky the way it worked out. I got to go see him on Broadway and took the doing something so different. I mean, the man is so talented yeah. and, and meet him in person for the first time after all these years. Like we've talked a lot, but I never gotten to meet him. I think he, he has such a great way with his voice and the annotations and the speech patterns. And it just feels so good to hear him. I'm always like, yes, that's how I meant it to sound. Okay, that's it. good. That's it. Like yeah. He gets that rhythm in there. Yeah. Is it Santino, what? the guy from Project Runway? 
No, no, no. he's Santino Fontana. He was actually he's, um, he's in Frozen too. Oh, oh, okay. he's an actor, he Broadway actor. Yes, okay, okay. But what yeah. a great name. He won a Tony. Oh, okay. There you go. I've got a question for you, Carolyn. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Caroline Kepnes. Her latest book is You Love Me. It's the third in the You series following the story of Joe. And um, do you, you know, I was reading on the back of your book, Hypnotic and Scary, Totally Original by Stephen King. What does it feel like when you get like Stephen King to write a blurb for your book cover? I mean, it's, it's, crazy wonderful because for me all fan fiction has an ele- all fiction has an element of fan fiction i mean i grew up i to this day i'm reading his books all the time mm-hmm, i right? love his writing so that's a wonderful thing like i think that you know i just read this great book by alma katsu that makes me want to write it's like reading makes you want to write so when someone who's writing you love says something nice about your writing and also to think of stephen king sitting there turning the pages of your book is just it's it's amazing i, th- I it's like to think of anyone turning the pages but yeah that's really cool plus we know he likes the name joe because i think his son is named joe because mm-hmm. he's also an author this is true yeah. another great writer mm-hmm. yep do you get asked a lot to blurb other people's books as a successful I do, author? and I get so many books, it's like a bonus. I, whenever I get home and I see those envelopes and, you know, I know there's a book inside, I get so excited. And I don't always get to them on time. I love to, I love to try and get to as many as I can on time. And it's, yeah, it's one of the, absolutely one of the greatest things about this is to get that book mail. That's good. And I you know what? You're looking at a brand new, not out yet, Riley Sager, Riley Sager book. Okay, I love it. And this book, You Love Me, is just out today. It's your book birthday and um, someone, uh, we just uh, read her f- book, Something in the Water, but yes, Catherine Stedman blurbs your book, and I love what she had to say. Joe's back, and this time it's definitely real love, but she's she, that Something in the Water was quite a book. I know, right? I mean, that's what I mean. Like, when you start to talk about these things about blurbs, and I'm like, well, that book, like, yeah. astounded me. So, right. it's so it's just so exciting, and I have her new book. <laughs> oh, you do. What's it called again? And because we're. T- it's June. It comes, it out, comes in June. out in June. Mm-hmm. I think I booked her. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, listen to her. She's name dropping now. We have oh, no. you, Carolyn Kepnes. Yeah, now I know. Name dropping <laughs> but, but, other authors. But we have been doing our book club on the air since like 2003. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's the. I mean, and I feel like book people always have a whole bunch of books in their brain at once, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yep. that is that it, is so true. true. When do we when do we see the next season of you season three, three on Netflix? So I'm not sure, but now that it's it's April, I feel like we're into 2021. It'll be this year. Okay. I think it's later this year, but I don't have a date. And is it is it Bainbridge Island, Joe? You love me, the book we just read. It's, you know, things ended so differently That's in right. season two from the way they ended the book. So there are differences that okay. come about. But on a similar way, you are see him in a small, small town setting like you see him in the book. Okay. So two different narratives. Okay. Yeah. And are you involved with this or you just sold your book and, you know, they just like send you gift baskets once in a while? <laughs> I mean, and now it's been a few, <laughs> it's been a few years and... In the beginning, I wrote an episode. The timing was great. It had 
few years after I wrote you. Yeah. But now, like the past year or so, I once I got the order for two more Joe books, right. yay, yay, I'm in the books now. Okay. All right, good. Good. All good. Right, we good. love your writing. We love Joe. You're, we love you're I mean, just so, so good at at uh, writing. We just really, we, I was so excited that you were able to come on today. Thank you so much. I Yeah, I feel the love. I love your book love for all the books, and I'm excited to talk to you again. Oh, thank you so much. All right, now you mentioned a book by Alma Keptu that you're loving. What is it? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That book is Red Widow. And she also had another book out last year. I have so much love for the people who put out books like in 2020 when things were really hard. Yeah. It's an amazing book. It deals with the Titanic. I mean, she's her range is fantastic to me. She's just amazing. And another book I'm into is Andy Bart had a book out last year, The Herd. She has another book coming this summer, We Were Never Here, and The Herd also in that pandemic moment. I feel like that's the list I want to see is like the books. I'm sure that these lists are out there. Like yeah. of all the books that came out in the months when it was really hard to pay attention. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is right. True. And we had yeah. like we had this thing with publishers. They're like, we can't even get the books out from the mailroom. To mail them to us yeah. last summer. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they're it's sending it, it to us. everywhere. Yeah, it was really, there was a really, a it, bottleneck, it, but um, people read last year, and yes. people are reading, and people are going to love reading You Love Me. Caroline Kepnes, thank you so much. We're so honored that you're on our, our show. Lori and Julia, thank you so much. It was so great to be back. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, and we've got two books to give away today. Call us at 651 651- Six four one one zero seven one, and we'll be right back. You know how? Oh, oh my gosh! Now like that is flashback old. of a song. Jeez, Casey's daughter, I think, was like in sixth or seventh grade, but this song came out. She knew all the words. Her and her friend Marissa. That that was the stage of the Spice Girls, like early thirties now. Kind of yeah, thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, okay, I loved talking to Caroline. Oh my gosh, she really is on yeah. fire with these books. Yeah, and I did really, really like this, but I love this whole, her, I mean, she's just razor sharp on how mm-hmm. she writes about him. And the thing is... He's is a serial killer. Well, no, well, you can't, like, you right, can't well, say that. All right, you so well, how would you classify? We're talking about the book... Um, you Love Me by Carolyn he, Kepnes. He's, um, he's, he's, uh, he does have a deviant mind mm-hmm. and, um, but he's, uh, he doesn't mean to, and he doesn't mean to get so obsessive about women. Boy, he does. But he can really present 
as a normal human being. Yes. He really can. That's why people need to be on the 90 day probation thing. Because that's people can't act well. They can't usually their their true colors will come out if you spend any sustained amount of time with people. Yeah, ninety. But anyway, days. yeah, yeah. So just it's a very intrigue. It's for thriller. I mean, if you want a thriller, this yep. this is your book. And speaking of books, so um, there's a story on the Today Show about and and we know this happened. I know how hard it was for books independent bookstores this year. I oh. Mean, They've some have closed down, and but people have tried to, you know, support them because they will mail your books for you. They will do everything for you. Please, our one thing that we want to get through out of this segment is don't buy your books from Mister Jeff. There's other options, you know. Support your local bookstores. Support your local bookstores, and we've got a little report from the Today Show about what some, uh, you know, loyal customers and also what authors are doing, best-selling authors are doing in their hometowns with their bookstores. Okay. As COVID precautions pushed readers inside their homes and often to online giants, beloved booksellers looked for creative ways to stay in business and keep their customers engaged. Authors have stepped in to help. McNally Jackson got support from New York City writer and musician Patti Smith. She would come in with two masks and she would sign hundreds of books. I mean, we had boxes stacked up and she would sign until her hand could sign no more. And in Boulder, Colorado, author John Krakauer reached out to his local indie seller. He's been dropping by Boulder Bookstore every few weeks to sign and personalize his bestsellers, like Into the Wild and Into Thin Air. What's been the reaction? I think it's they've sold more books, they brought more people into the store because mm-hmm. they've advertised that they have an author, a local author, we have signed copies of his book. Will you just talk to me about how important indie bookstores are for our country? It's huge. It's not a little thing. I mean, in in all the places I've lived, especially now in Boulder, the independent bookstore is like the cultural heart and ground zero of the community. And that is kind of true. I was like looking at some of our books that are in neat little neighborhoods or areas, you know, Moon Palace books and Chapter Two books, which is in Hudson, mm-hmm. Birch Bark books over by Lake What's the in Isles. Uh, Majors, Majors and, Quins, and Quins, Storied Owl, which is across from St. Catherine. Mm-hmm. Next chapter over by McAllister, Red Balloon on, on Grand, Grand Avenue. Avenue, Once Upon a Crime. Right. Um, Black Garnet Books, which is a new bookstore that opened this year. Winding Trails book over here in St. Anthony. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, also want to shout out for Barnes & Noble. Because they opened up a really beautiful bookstore in Woodbury. Yeah. And they are trying to keep things local as well. You know, they have beautiful stores. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought we would do that. And I love that Patty Smith, because, you know, people, she's written, I think, two memoirs. Did you ever read one of her memoirs, Rocco? The first one she put out? Oh, no, I never did. I've never gotten a huge Patty Smith uh, dive. She's really got an in that first book of hers, I can't think of the name of it, is so good. Right. And the scene that she was in in New York City and you know, that early seventies and then she gets married she's and goes back to De- Detroit yeah. with the MC five guy. But just a very, you know, she's amazing storyteller. Why did I think John Krakauer died? I, I don't know why you thought I thought he is died that years ago. Yes, I'm like on a mountain or no, you know, I know he was he wrote Into Thin Air, which got Lori and I obsessed with Mount Everest. Yeah. And Mount Everest was in the news today. Did you see the story? It, it's reopened. I know. Yeah. 
I wanted you to get the audio, Rocco, because I thought about getting it. Just they're trying for you. to. It, it's just an but obsession. It was, it was a non-story story. I mean, the the thing is, is that like our independent bookstores, you know, uh, in Nepal, you know, like the whole climbing. Everybody that lives there, it makes money off, off of the of climbing, climbing. Uh, right. there. So it was shut down for a year. But I just, I just want to put it out there that you know to, to support, support our, local, our independent absolute. bookstores and don't buy from Mister Jeff. Um, and then um, GMA today had, or maybe it was yesterday, they had a really great story about uh, a girl who's a. Uh, um, she calls herself a black cow girl, and she's combining her love of horses and books to inspire kids to read more. So she calls herself a black cow. Well, she is she a cow girl. Oh, a cow she girl. Does oh, have got a, it. She yeah, does yeah. Have horses, but according to a 2019 report by the Nation's Report Card, only 36 percent of fourth graders um, in in the state that she's from, North Carolina, uh, are are reading at their level. So she wants to get. People kids out read. there reading yes. in, and I just, she said, I realize children are being passed and they can't read, and I just want to help people. And so she thinks a lot of great books involve, you know, have horse, animals. Oh, animals. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, kind of a good day for that and a good day to Charlotte's go Charlotte's Web was the first book where I was like, I could and feel same. the characters come to life. Wilbur. Yes. And Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. I, that was, the same thing. yeah, that, that was, was the book, the book that turned it for me. Because you could really feel it in a book. Mm-hmm. The characters, and I mm-hmm. thought this is something. Rocco, what was your first book? That I'm you trying had? to think. Like uh, you know, I remember um, the Phantom Tollbooth as a kid, and I remember the Judy Bloom like Super Fudge and Tales of a Fourth yeah, Grade right? thing. Yeah, yeah. There's Gosh. always. It seems like you can kind of remember a couple of books that mm-hmm. just turn the key for you. Exactly. Like, oh, this is fun. Right. Yeah, this is fun. So okay. All right, there you go. Support your local bookstores. Yes, people. absolutely. And. Um, Please take a look at Milo O'Milo on our show page. <laughs>